It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. We are in the Bonsoir, Ulala studios Angie. tonight. Yes. Talking about love and dating and romance. Taking uh, advice questions. Taking yeah. calls. Reading emails. So listen, Simon, speaking of emails, I found something online that was the 14 biggest turnoffs when you walk into a guy's apartment. Um, you know, really? and, and guys, I know, I understand. Maybe you don't have the decorator bone in your body. It's not your thing. Women grow up a little bit more with a domestic sense. You know, we're, we're the nesters. We're the ones right. that, you know, we're like pretty things. Um, but there are things that can really be gross outs turnoffs when we walk into mm-hmm. a guy's apartment and I want to get into those. I've been in your place before, Simon. Mm-hmm. Your place is like walking into the Palace of Versailles. It is amazing, <laughs> beautiful, pristine. It's it is spotless. I could probably know <laughs> I could probably eat food off of your kitchen floor. It is it's, so clean. It, yeah, which very is good. White, very clean, no, yes. Your place is what I would call a panty dropper when you walk into your apartment because it's like, <laughs> whoa. Hi. Thank you, Angie. Well, you know, uh, I like it clean. You know, you talk about, you know, things that really shock me. I'm a very neat person, as you saw when you came over yeah. with Jason and all that. I love that it, you dropped with Jason in there, just so people know. She didn't come over by herself. No, it's for mostly she Jason who listens to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I no, said that. No, really? You were worried <laughs> yeah. that Jason's going to be like, what is well, she just, doing over at your house? Just so Jason knows that she's not coming. You know, just No, he, do, he does listen to our show. I get in trouble sometimes for the things that I say, so that's so, so funny. All right, but yeah. so it was with Jason. And yeah. so you saw it. Anyway, no, I like off-white, and I like decorating. Everything is off-white and blue, it's, mostly. It's it's beautiful. But I want to ask you, when we come back, I want you to think about when you go into, because you're dating, you go to mm-hmm. girls' apartments sometimes. I want you I to think sometimes. about the things maybe that you've seen that have been such a turnoff. I have a little help. list, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You can There's help us ladies out. There's that I want to share with you. All right. You can help out the ladies. I'll help out the guys. Things that are turn-offs in your apartment when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You can chime in at any time on our topics or if you need advice, 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel. So you, yes, you are dating. You go into girls' apartments. Mm-hmm. I found this list of things that can be a big turnoff. Um, this mm-hmm. list is geared toward the men. Like if, if I'm going into your apartment, I don't want to see you as a guy with this stuff in your apartment. You want to hear some of these, and yeah, then we'll get to I the I want to hear it to make sure I'm not making any mistakes. I, I guarantee you that you are not making any. <laughs> I've kind of been scouring this list, but uh, number one, it is the most easy thing and the most obvious thing. It's dirty clothes, general filth, dirty mm. dishes. You know, you shouldn't have dirty clothes laying around your apartment, especially if somebody's coming over. Buy a hamper, throw them in the closet. I don't care what you do. So Put your true. dishes in the dishwasher. Just... Make it clean, right? Um, Posters of just about anything. Okay, listen. Are you 14? Or why do you have a poster of anything on your wall? I mean, even if (laughs) it's an I have old ones, Angie. I have this collection of old French posters. But they're framed. They, oh, yeah, they are framed. Oh, of course See, they're framed. It's from 1900. That's what I was going to say. Like, posters, if they're an art poster, then have them framed. Don't have them stuck to your wall with a tack or some scotch tape. Oh, like, no, no, no. Make it look like you're a grown-up, okay? Um, anything sexist, like girly magazines, <laughs> um, you know, like porn movies that are out, like readily. I mean, sure, you probably have those, but can we find a drawer? Can we find a, it's some place? It's on the iPad anyway now. 
Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, under the bed, I don't care. Um, if you, a girl comes to your house and you have absolutely nothing in the refrigerator, like just a bottle of ketchup or a beer or something, that kind of just means to me, I don't know, that you are still like a, you know, like a frat boy or something. You're not really caring uh-huh. about if you have guests over. I don't know. Like, yeah. what if I stay over? What are you going to make me for breakfast? Take out? Oh, I- <laughs> no, no, I have, I have everything needed for breakfast. You do. Yes, yeah, you I, do, I Simon. Do. I'm ready. You do. A complete lack of books. Now, this to me is, like, if I go in and I see that a man has a lot of books, well, the first thing I'll do is be turned on. The second thing I'm going to do is check out what he's reading. It gives mm-hmm. you such a good idea of who he is when you see his book collection or when you see his music collection. I think that's super important. But if you don't have any books at all, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a turnoff. Like, I want to know that you have an active mind and that you're always learning and, and that we can discuss things. But Angie, I feel like that's you and I generation. And, I, you know, you've seen all my book collection and, mm-hmm. and I'm the same. But I do mm-hmm. believe the younger people talking to my goddaughter who's 21, first of all, they read a lot on their, uh, what do you call Kindle. iPad. The Kindle, Kindle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid, honestly, that we're going to see less and less actual physical books in any other house. I don't know. And that's a damn shame you, to me. I, it is I, to like, me, too. I, I love libraries. The, I, I want to start like a whole thing about preserving books. I feel like they're going away. And I, I understand what you're saying. That is true. It's just but slowly going away. I, I'm not going to. Maybe I shouldn't judge right away if you don't have books. But if I at least know you have a Kindle full of books, I want to scroll but, through and see what you're reading. <laughs> but that's true. Well, well yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of your mother's books in my house. So there thank, you go. I know. Thank, thank you. No, that's, yeah, no. Pictures thank you. of your ex. I don't want to see any pictures of your ex. That should be Who self-explanatory too. Um, some guys do. You'd be surprised. This one drives me crazy. No hand towels or anything in the bathroom. Like, how am I supposed to wipe my hands when I go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, no, nope, nothing. Like, if you have a roll of paper towels just sitting there, or if you have nothing at all, like, can you please? Be a grown-up and have some some kind of a towel. If like, you don't have a that, towel, you're not washing your hands after the bathroom. That's what Plain I was just going to say. Like, It makes me wonder, what are you washing your hands on? Or do you ever wash your they hands? They don't. Okay, Simon, what about you when you go into a girl's apartment? Is there anything that is a red flag, turn off, whatever? Well, to one, you said uh, dirty laundry all over the place. Or even if it's not dirty... That, what do you call, scattered clothes all over the bedroom? Messy. There's, messy. Yeah, there's messy and then there's mess. dirty where it's like just the, the dirt second, and grounded. The second thing that I cannot get over is a dirty bathroom or dirty toilet seat. I just cannot. It's finished. I lose all interest in the person right away. See, this is a, a, a common single girl mistake, I have to say, because we never lift the toilet seat. You know, when we go to the bathroom, the toilet the toilet seat is never lifted in our house if there's no man oh, right. in the house. So sometimes we forget to look under yeah. and clean it. So that, Voila. like, you That's know, what I'm talking about. You got to make sure you do that because when Thank the guy you, comes over for the first time and lifts that, if you haven't cleaned, it's obvious, right? And that just freaks me out, and I just can't get over. It. I just can't. I don't know okay. why. So that's uh, a big turnoff. I'm gonna put this list up on SimonAndAngie.com. I'll have Jill do that, and we have calls coming in now. People want to talk about the things that turn them off, or they've yes. seen. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. More when we come back on the Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we're talking about things, you know, I know you're dating. We're talking about things that are turnoffs Mm -hmm. when you see them in someone's apartment or their house and you walk in, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) And we went over the whole list, people calling about that now. So let's go to Baltimore, Maryland. Say hello to Wayne. Hey, Wayne. 
Hey, guys. How are you? Good. We're good. Did you see something crazy in someone's place? Uh, yes, I did. I'm still a little horrified from the experience. Please um, tell us. Wow. I love that. To, I love the story begin? already. <laughs> I uh, recently went out with a girl, and um, I see a cat, then I see another cat. And then by the time she took me around the apartment, there were at least a dozen cats. I saw so many cats, I stopped. I lost track of how many cats there were. It was, it was just horrifying. Um, I, I still I, I can't believe that someone could live like this. <laughs> Wait, I totally understand, because not only I've been there, but I remember a time where this crazy cat... So we were, you know, making out, and then this crazy cat almost jumped me, jumped, and I could feel the, the claws trying to in my diaphragm. Your booty? Oh, but you're in I, your thank booty. God, I still have, I still have my underwear on, but you know, I, I felt the pinch of it, and I had the chance to move on the side. So uh-huh. Wayne, I, I recommend highly, highly we, to make yes. sure never to leave a cat in the bedroom. <laughs> Wayne, are you sure it was really like twelve cats, or was it just two cats, and you're over exaggerating? No, like there sometimes... were there were at least a dozen. There were at least twelve. There Maybe she's fostering never, cats. Maybe she's really. I never sweet. even got upstairs. Simon, I never got that far. Good for you, but you know, I, I really, I had this bad luck of, of this cat and poking on my diaire with his clothes, and that that was not good. So, <laughs> I'm envisioning that. Wayne, did you? Uh, you didn't even get that far to where you got your um, your catnip poked at by a cat, correct? That, that is right. <laughs> and he's a genius. An hour. Like that. Well, Wayne, it was, um, it was just not. It was just. I don't know how to describe it. It was very. It was messy and it was just dirty and. Dude, I get it. I get yeah, it, dude. Hey, you guys, thank you for perpetuating the crazy cat lady thing. We're gonna talk about more of the things that you see sometimes <laughs> when you walk into people's house that you're like, oh my god, what is that? It's a turn off. Next on the Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we've been talking about things, Simon, when you start dating someone, you go into their place for the first time. This is their yes. first glimpse of who they are. Um, and our phones are lighting up about this. So let's go to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This is Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hey. Hey, bonjour. <laughs> How are you guys? We're good. good. You've been listening to this conversation about turnoffs in someone's apartment or their home. What do you have to say about it? Yes. Well, you know, for me in particular, when it comes to a guy, I love nice big bed frame, big beds. And uh, let's see, I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous. That's all right. <laughs> but nonetheless, I like, you know, big beds and frame artwork on the walls. Mm. Uh, That's a good one. W- what about Danielle in his fridge? What is what you, the turn yeah. off and on when you open the fridge? Good question. What do you like to see in the fridge, Danielle? Uh, I I like to see you know healthier food options, fruit, some vegetables. Simon, is your fridge stocked? Let me ask you that right now. It's pretty pretty stocked and pretty healthy. There's well, you have a lot of, of avion. Uh, I saw that on that, the website. There, there is avion, but there's also freshly squeezed orange juice by Tropicana. Ooh, Danielle's yes, getting excited. Yes. Say and some more, Simon. Say some more. What else can, is in the fridge? Can come over. And there is eight eggs because for my eggs. egg white omelette. Eggs, so I like Danielle. that. Egg whites. And then there is the gluten free toast waiting Ooh, there. Gluten free, Danielle. No bloat. Yeah. And some Wait, strawberry no, jam. Simon, do you have a big bed? Uh, I have a king size bed, actually. Mm. And some wonderful uh, frette and pratesi sheets. And you yeah, have framed art as well. I've seen his art. framed art. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have from the south of France from 1900. Danielle. Danielle, do you want me to set you up? Simon Single, you ready? 
I don't know. It sounds like he's perfect for me. <laughs> Danielle, thank <laughs> you so much for calling the rendezvous, honey. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Simon, when we come back mm-hmm. after yes. you and Danielle get married, when we come back, <laughs> we have Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Everybody has emails. They want right. some advice from you, okay? Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Yes, I'm ready. Let's do that when we come back next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our email also, simonandangie.com. Simon, mm-hmm. we get so many um, emails asking for advice because, you know, sometimes it's hard to call a radio station and air out all your personal fangs for everybody. That's true. And we only have eight lines. So when you think of the hundreds and hundreds of people calling, I know yep. I've been asked why no, you know, we can't get through. That's the only reason we apologize for. So exactly. that's why email is great. We need more lines. But yes, email. We'll always get to emails. We read them all. So this is a bonjour, Simon Marcel email, because some people specifically want your advice, Simon, our mm-hmm. romance expert. So this comes to us from Jennifer from Tampa, Florida. She says, bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Jennifer. My boyfriend seems to be a little jealous that I see a male therapist. Um, every time I tell him that I'm going to therapy, he gets weird about it. Ask me before if I tell the therapist about our relationship, which, of course, I do. I'm in therapy. <laughs> um, I've been going to my therapist for years now, and there's no attraction whatsoever. So how do I get my boyfriend to be more comfortable with me going to this man for therapy? Jennifer, I think that the answer to your question is not so much about the therapist and you, but what is he missing from you? So obviously what he's not saying is maybe he's des- he doesn't feel you desire him enough. Maybe he feels there's not enough ooh-la-la. When somebody projects on somebody else that is attracted to you, attracted to him, what he's really saying to you is, are you still attracted to me as much as you were? Am I still the object of your desire? I don't feel like that. But instead of saying that, they say, oh, maybe you're attracted to your therapist, maybe to your gym. The whole thing is, I think you should reassure him, not so much about the therapist, that's obvious, how much you desire him. Or maybe, maybe, um, there's a little adjustment time that needs to happen with the two of you for the ooh But it's a projection. He's just projecting on the therapist his insecurity. He is and, very insecure. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but maybe there's a reason for it. to be jealous of the for... therapist, there is a reason for it. It's not her fault, I don't think. Um, and to be jealous of a therapist, of all things, therapists have a code of ethics. I mean, there's nothing going on oh, here. Oh, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's been two years that she's been seeing him. I mean, if he's going to get jealous about her going to uh, uh, a therapist for her um, emotional or mental issues, then is he going to be jealous of her getting a massage from a man, um, getting but, a coffee from a man? Like, where does it end? Because it, he's got issues. Issues. He has his, issues. But his request is, I need more attention. You're giving the therapist more attention than you're giving me. That's what he's not saying. That's the unspoken. Don't you and think so that's Jennifer, a little irrational, though? But of course. But in, yes. in every relationship, we're all irrational. So I think she has to address this with a sense of humor. And Do you um, think she should talk to her therapist about it and say, hey, sure. my boyfriend is very jealous. What should I say to him? Maybe he can come with me and meet you and we can have a session together and he can understand this all? Absolutely. That's if, yeah. if the therapists say yes, sometimes they say no to that, actually, because right. they don't want right. to see the couple. So that's a different story. But I really feel, as a guy, that I, I would use this as an excuse because I'm not getting enough ooh-la-la, enough attention. And, right. so there's an, and maybe there is not enough attention. Maybe, so de- but I, I've also dated men, too, Simon, though, where I feel like I'm giving them all the attention, all the everything in the world, and it's still not enough. There's a jealous thing there that I can't fix. So it's what does she discussion. do about that? Jen can talk to her boyfriend about that and then together can figure out maybe he needs to go to therapy. Yes. Maybe they go together. Yeah. 
But no matter what, there is an unspoken. And something's a, going on. Something's yeah. going on. And it's okay to talk and find a solution. Right. I agree you know? with you on that. Yeah. With you got to dig with, a little with, deeper. All you got to do is talk. With talk, you unlock any knot in a relationship. Words. Talk that's, that's unlocks the, the knot. I like that. Yes, it's communication. Talk the knot. Yes. In yes. Relationship. Yes. So. I agree with you, Simon. There is definitely something else going on. The insecurity is coming from somewhere. We don't know where it is. Might not be her fault. It, you know, who it's knows? Nobody's Maybe fault, it, by the way. Right, it's, right. It's insecurity is insecurity. Yeah, it is. It could come from the childhood, but I really feel they need to have a conversation. Yeah, and then they can go from there with good solutions. Yes, get to the root of the problem. I agree, Simon. Good advice, Jennifer. Thank you thank so you. much for writing in. If you ever want to write in to the rendezvous, you need some advice, Simon and Angie.com. There's more when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we're talking about insecurities in relationships because this Mm -hmm. came from a Bonjour Simon Marcel email. And somebody that wants to chime in uh, on this is on the line. Let's go to Clearwater, Florida. Say hello to Zara. Hey, Zara. Hey, bonjour, Zara. Hey, guys. So, Zara, you wanted to chime in on this topic about um, insecurities? Basically, my boyfriend didn't want to let me see a man for anything, whether it was a doctor or a gynecologist, a personal trainer, like anything. Um, Wow. But the Mm. more I talked to him about it and we communicated, I found out it was because he had been cheated on, basically, in every relationship he's ever been in. And his Mm. mom even cheated on his dad, so he had major trust issues, right? And so once I actually understood where his insecurity was coming from and why he felt that way, I was like, totally. Simon, you talk a lot about um, how your parents can really influence that kind of stuff. Absolutely. To unlock the knot, you have to talk. So that's the the best way you can do it. Because what the worst could happen is that instead of Instead of saying it like it is, you pretend it didn't exist, it didn't happen right. to you, and you right. blame all your new partner for something like that. Totally. Well, and I also didn't want to, like, I was starting to resent him, right? Like, every time right. he was jealous, I was talking to, like, a male barista at Starbucks sort of thing. And so you see, I, I mean, was just Zara, happy that we were able to talk about it, you know? Zara, you nailed it, too, because a lot of times when people don't communicate really what everything is about, we're we're harboring all these feelings that we're taking it out on our partner or spouse, and it's not even about them. It's it's projection, and we talk about projection a lot on this show, Simon and I do. Yes, and 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 that is really you know until you sit down, and sometimes that's an ugly talk to have. Sometimes you don't want to sit somebody in the eye and go, "What is really going on here?" Mm-hmm. Totally. So thank you so much for calling the rendezvous, Zara, and good luck to you and your boyfriend. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, Thank you, you too. Simon, up next, we're going to talk about some of the real reasons that people are scared to get married. I have this amazing uh-huh. list, and we'll talk about what those are <laughs> okay. when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. So, Simon, you are single. You are looking for love. Are you ready for marriage? That is my question. Would you uh-huh. marry somebody today? Are you scared? Uh, today, both. I would both. marry true love. When I look like everybody else at the stats, 50% of people getting a divorce, you know, mm-hmm. of course I'm afraid. Of course. Right. And so I feel like when people are afraid of marriage, I'm married, I'm happily married, thank God. Mm-hmm. But when I think about people that I know, I know a lot of people personally that are very scared of marriage. There usually tends to be one main major thing that sticks in their head. Um, there's a, a, a ton of reasons why people... 
are scared of marriage, the idea of marriage. But there's mm-hmm. always, if you think about it, Simon, there's always one thing. So think about that. I want you to think about when you think about marriage and what really scares you, what is it that scares you? Because anybody can say it's stats, but stats, I think, are an excuse. I want to know what you really are scared of when you're talking about getting married. So let's talk about that because I found this amazing list on Mm -hmm. yourtango.com. I love that website. It has such great advice on everything. And uh, when I was reading this, sometimes I read these columns and I'm like, I agree with half. I don't agree with others. This list could be the most... Oh my God, they get it 1000% list. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it's five things, legit reasons marriage scares the hell out of you. <laughs> we'll hash those out and maybe you see yourself in one of these reasons if probably. you're listening. You, Simon, I know you probably do in one of these as well. So let's get back to that. When we return, why are you so scared when, on the rendezvous? This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about marriage. And marriage actually (laughs) is frightening to some people that have never been married. Maybe you have friends. Maybe you've grown up in marriages that didn't work. There's a million reasons. But I found this list on your tango, Simon, of five totally legit reasons marriage scares the hell out of you. That is the name of the, the topic. That's the name of the article. And I found all five of these to be completely valid. So tell me Let's hear it. which one you are, if any, okay? okay? Okay. Number one, why you're scared? You have fear of repeating mistakes, either yours or your divorced parents. Totally legit reason. A lot of people have this. You, you know, sure. your familiarity with adult relationships came from your parents. Simon, you have super happily married parents. I'm sure this is not your hang up, right? No, it's, it's not. Absolutely not. Parents right. been married for 52 years. Yeah, you experience secondhand what marriage is like. If you didn't have a good marriage model at home, like your parents, where else were you going to find one? And if you're honest, you probably repeated some of those behaviors, even if you swore you never would. If you grew up in a in a place where your parents were not happily married, this reason, the fear of repeating mistakes, will either never you'll never get married or you'll never get divorced. It's like an either or. There's no in between. Good For point. me, I have the divorce is not an option thing. Where my parents had a horrible like marriage, they were divorced when I was young. There was my mom's been yeah. married three times, my dad's been married three times, and so to me, I'm like, this is a mess. I am never getting divorced. I am gonna do it right. So wait a minute, were you afraid with all the past and all these difficulties you faced as a little girl? Did you feel the fear of getting married when you said yes? No, not even a little How bit. How strange. That it you is did strange. not feel it. My parents, for some reason, Simon, were an amazing example of what not to do. If they taught me anything, <laughs> they taught me to do the opposite of everything that they did. And I really have done a lot of that in a lot of different ways in my life, not just relationships, but just okay. career and friends and myself, like life in general. So yeah. one or the other, I feel like, is a big reason for, for people. Um, okay. Number two, fear mm-hmm. of losing yourself. There's another misconception at play here, the one where you must either remain completely independent or become whoever you're dating. Just become them, um, completely dependent. A good marriage only requires that you become interdependent. That means you each must maintain separate identities, but you also choose to be a part of something greater together. So you have your own lives, but you have mm-hmm. your life together as well. What do you think about that? I agree I w- with that. Yeah, I think it's possible to, to have this fear, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not suffer from that personally, but I could see how people would do. 
some people do. Some people yeah, feel yeah. like if I get married, then I have to ask permission to do everything and I can't be myself anymore. And, you know, you should be yourself always, but you should always be what you are in that relationship as well. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Number three is the fear of being hurt. Um, the idea that you can go through life and not experience any pain is just unrealistic. I mean, if you're not, if way. you're not suffering, you're not living, right? It is. It's. It's the same. Then, if you're not having pleasure, you're not living. It goes one with the other. You right. can't know love and not know hate. You can't know pleasure without knowing what to hurt. What hurt is. Yes, you, you know, have to know the, the other darkness face to know the, the light. Yes, oui. yes. The other face of the moon. Joining your life with someone else is without getting married. It's not going to protect your relationship from failing at all. If it ends, you're going to be just as hurt as if you tied the knot. I mean, there's some legal differences you in think all so, of that. Though? But pain is pain. Do I think, think pain is pain. Do you think as a woman that because you married, the breakup, the divorce is harder emotionally to get over with because you said I do and you thought it was forever than if you're in a relationship, you don't say I do, and that's easier maybe to get over there might be some things, but uh, I mean, the, the pain is pain. What I'm saying, like I feel like heartache is heartache, no matter what it is. Sometimes it might take longer to get over. It might have more legal hurdles. It might be drawn out longer because maybe there's kids. Maybe there, there's a, a lot more tentacles right. involved in this. But I think pain is pain. But that's the first three. There's two more. On this mm -hmm. list, and I want to get to those as well because I think you're one of these two final. Oh, really? Ones, you think so? Simon. You're yes. teasing me again. Reasons you are scared of marriage. Let's talk more about that when we return on the rendezvous. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about five totally legit reasons marriage scares the hell out of you. Whoa. Uh, it's la not la. really that scary, but we all have fears, right? We all have a moment of pause, like, woo, this is forever. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reasons. Actually, I found this list of five legit reasons. Number one was fear of repeating mistakes, either yours or your divorced parents. Number two was fear of losing yourself. Number three is fear of being hurt. And mm -hmm. that's where we left off. So number four, Simon, are you ready for this one? I'm ready, Angie. Fear over money. Um, issues around money are often the reason couples hesitate to get married, simply because money isn't about dollars and cents, but about what money means to each of you. I think that's the important part. It's very personal. What about, Simon, do you have any fears over this? I think I, think I do, because um, many friends of mine um, have suffer suffered from very terrible financial downfall from divorcing. Yeah, yeah. So and you, you know, you're very successful. Your family's successful. You Are know, you? A, is there a fear there and, that you could suffer a loss in that way? Well, of course, of course, not just a loss. The fear to be taken advantage of. That's the biggest right. fear. You know, right. I've seen it. Friends of mine been through it. And it usually happens when one has everything and the other one has nothing. In the case of you and Jason, you're both successful, making about the same. There's total equilibrium. If we you didn't don't have start the that way. Yeah, we didn't start no, that way. No, both of you. But it yep. not, yeah. But, you know, so, but now it is. And, and I think that's the hard part for me in that sense. So mm -hmm. it won't stop my true love to, to see fruition, but it's definitely on my mind, to be honest. Yeah, well, I, I can completely understand where you're coming from, and it, it is a huge factor for a lot of people, but they say marriage is actually a wealth 
generator. You make more money together than you do apart, maybe. If you stay sometimes. together, absolutely. No, yes. absolutely. So don't be afraid of the money part. We still have more on this list, Simon, that I want to talk mm-hmm. about when we come back. Why are you so scared of getting married? <laughs> don't be scared. Get but, married. Yeah, let's talk about that when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about fears about getting married. And I found this list, five totally legit reasons marriage scares the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's fear of repeating mistakes, maybe that your parents made, fear of losing yourself, fear of being hurt, fear over money. That's a big one Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then the very last one on this list is fear of outdated gender roles. That means that despite despite the findings that some women who make more money than their husbands take on traditional roles to seem less threatening to their men, most of them don't need that kind of coddling. A good marriage is a true partnership with both of you pitching in to do what needs doing with no regard to gender, meaning sometimes the woman makes more than the man, but maybe then the man pitches in in other ways to balance out this marriage. Maybe you help more with the kids. Maybe you help more around the house um, or vice versa. And it shouldn't be about who's going to, you know, being the good wifey that stays at home barefoot and pregnant or being the man that's making all this money. And, you know, so I think that there's some fear Um, especially on the part of women when they get into marriage that they feel like they're going to be confined. Maybe you're a successful businesswoman and you're afraid that suddenly you're going to be made to believe that you have to stay at home and be a housewife. And that's not maybe for you. It's for some people. It's not for everybody. No, I totally agree with you, what you're saying. I think it's it's a real fear. There's another fear, maybe when we come back, that I want to talk about for all guys when it comes to ooh-la-la. What happens when you get married for the famous ooh-la-la? Well, do you and feel I have that... heard things, so I want to talk about that with you. Okay, well, let's talk about that when we this return. fear. Yes. yes, the fear of losing the ooh-la-la <laughs> in the marriage when we come back on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking a lot about marriage because you know, a lot of people are scared. Maybe you've been in a, re- a relationship for a long time and that subject is coming up mm-hmm. and you have your fears. And it's totally normal because a lot of other people do too. I found this list totally legit reasons, five of them, that marriage scares the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, fear of repeating mistakes. Then there was fear of losing yourself, fear of being hurt. Fear over money issues, and then fear of gender roles, maybe outdated gender roles. Simon, you were mm-hmm. talking about another fear that you had that's not on this list, maybe? Uh, yeah, I want to I pick your brain on something, Angie. I witnessed, actually with my brother Benjamin, it was in Denver. I remember like yesterday. True story. We were at the pool at this resort. There was a big wedding. It was like a Saturday. Benjamin mm-hmm. and I laying, just the two of us, and there is next to me, sitting they don't understand we are french because we speak french and of course mm-hmm. they speak english and there is the woman getting married and her best friend okay and they're just together and i hear the woman getting married said to her best friend you know the best news about tomorrow morning no more of that favor if i say it like this to my uh, man okay See, get my drift okay i, I so actually I s- know a girl who is the same exact way simon which is crazy Really? She feels, yeah. She's like, I don't she, have to do that anymore. Exactly. And then she, and then the, the the best friend said to the woman getting married, "Are you serious?" She said, "Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's ending. That was his last one this morning." And I said to, and really, and then I said to Benjamin in French, said, "Can you believe this? Somebody should call this man right now before he gets married." Ah. He said, "Don't know. <laughs> no, because how how tragic will be the marriage 
if the ulala is not what it used to be. And well, many friends yeah. of mine, Angie, many guys' friends, have expressed how things have changed. And that's huge fear for all of us guys. Because if we're going to be committed, and I'm all about being committed for the rest of your life to one person. Right. And you have your partner saying to her best friend, I don't have to do this favor to him anymore when you're going to get married that night. What do you think I feel? I feel like getting married is very scary. I understand that. I totally understand that because I actually know another woman who feels the same way. I've always found that to be a bit of a bait and switch. That is such a dangerous game to play. Um, And I don't really understand. To me, that makes it feel like these women are not really enjoying that part of the ooh-la-la, and they're just doing it because they feel like they're supposed to do it. It, If that's how you feel from the very beginning, I mean, you obviously don't enjoy that part. There are certain parts of ooh-la-la that people don't enjoy. Um, You know, some some different acts that people are not into, but you have to, I feel like, make that known in the beginning so that the person that you're with always knows what they're in for. If I, my husband, for instance, stopped doing that part of the ooh-la-la with me right after we got married because we were married, yes. I would be like, well, where did where did this go? Um, why? Why is this happening? There might be some resentment there. And so I understand your fear. I feel like that's rare, by the way. I feel like you happen to hear that. I feel like I have a story. I know it sounds like it's common. And I feel like it's kind of a, you know, like an old wives' tale or old husband's tale. Like, yeah, that all stops after you get married. Angie, if we did a a survey online, Angie, and we ask anybody who's heard such a story, I bet you many, just like you or me, has heard the exact same story. Maybe we should put one of those surveys up. I think we should put a survey up on simonandangie.com. Did yep. that particular part, let's call it the, oh, how, how should we say this? This, this, the, this? The special favors. The special well, favor. In our in our circle of friends, we call it giving flowers. Did you give flowers to your wife? Oh, Did you give flowers poetic, to your husband that's tonight? That's a poetic way to put it. <laughs> it's like a special little treat. <laughs> like Did that. you get some flowers? Like this is a flower-worthy uh, engagement. <laughs> um, or like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, joke yeah. with my husband like, hey, if you, you know, d- clean the house today and maybe if you make some dinner, you're going to get flowers after dinner. So I that's like, that. like very poetic, Angie. You, nice way I, of putting it. So much. Yeah, absolutely. So we should talk about that. Are you obligated to do something that you're not really into doing um, just because somebody likes it or just because you did it a few times to please somebody? Because a lot of times, Simon, we do things that we don't really enjoy, but the other person enjoys it. Maybe you don't like going to the ballet. Maybe I like going to the ballet. But you're going to go every now and then with me because I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can hate it the entire time. Just pretend you like it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the compromise is a beautiful word in that sense. You know, you've got to compromise right. a little. Right. And you want to please your partner. I understand that. So pleasing taking it is away, loving. Pleasing abruptly, is loving. Yeah. I, pleasing is loving and loving is pleasing. Both Absolutely. Ways. So, All right, Simon. We're going to put that up on our website, simonandangie.com. Go check that out. Cast your vote. We'll talk more <laughs> about that on our next show based on what we get in results. So when we return, more of The Rendezvous. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel, I am Angie Taylor. We had so much fun tonight in the Ooh La La studio. You know it.
talking about uh, things that are a turnoff on a first date when you walk into somebody's house, reasons people are scared to get married. Oh, those went deep. Jealousy in relationships. And then during our Bonjour Simon Marcel segment, we had Jennifer's man that is jealous of her male therapist. And that's when your Bonjour Simon uh, Simon Says came in, I should say. Your Simon Says was... I said, talk unties the knot of love, which means with words, you can untie any problem. You can resolve anything. It, mm -hmm. It's key, really. All you got to do is sit down and talk, and the words are your best friends. I, I feel like every single issue, every single thing that we talk about on this show... It can all be traced back to lack of communication. It's hard sometimes to open up with your partner. You don't want to hurt feelings, but you have to in order to grow. It's the only way. It's because yeah. otherwise the knot becomes bigger and bigger and you can't breathe yes. anymore. It's like around yep. your neck, like a snake that won't stop you from breathing. So, yeah, untie the knot, untie it. You got to, you know, be able yep. to talk, breathe. Talk, talk, talk. If you want to hear back any of the things that we talked about to untie your love knots tonight, <laughs> head on over to simonandangie.com. You can hear podcasts, past episodes, the rest of our show tonight. Um, also, you can send us emails there anytime, Simon says. Uh, mm -hmm. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Also, uh, Date or Dump. And you can see Simon Marcel on mm -hmm. In Bed with Simon episodes on our website, too. FYI, every Tuesday night, Wednesday, Saturday. But the easiest for you is just go to simonandangie.com and check what's really happening on my bed with those couples. What it's, is really going on Yeah, on what that is bed. going down? And you'll, <laughs> you'll be surprised. It so check it out. for real. In simonandangie.com. In public. In public. Thank you the for French being with way. us. Yes, thank you for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.